You're listening to Optimum Game Day Live Countdown to Kickoff, presented by United Supermarkets. And welcome into Optimum Game Day Live, presented by United Supermarkets here on Double T 97.3 from the first United Bank Studios. Garrett Left here with you alongside Andres Flores. Jackson is keeping us on the air. And if for some reason you feel like you need to get your high school pride out there, you can give Jackson a call on the benchmark hotline, 771-0973, and give us a shout-out for uh, who you're pulling for this November as it is playoff time in Texas. All regular season games, but a, well, at least in our area, one. One big taps game coming up this afternoon have been played. Seedings and spots are filled, and it is that time of year where we uh, are talking about advancing toward the state championship games later in December and it's always a fun time of year. First of all, we got Texas Tech at TCU, the number seven team in the country, undefeated at eight zero. And and yet, Andres, uh, as we get ready for that ball game coming up right here at Double T nine seven three at eleven today, I, I just can't get over the fact that I keep feeling like this is just a Red Raider win waiting to happen. Right. That's all I. That's all I keep <laughs> saying. Why do I feel like this is an assumption? It's like I don't even think about it. But all week long, I'm just. I'm just penciling it in and thinking all we got to do is beat Kansas and we're both eligible. Right. I mean, a lot of go, not a lot going for you because of the way you played last week at home versus Baylor, but uh, a top 10 team on the road, 11 o'clock. I mean, it's happened before, right? So, a lot. It's, it's been a while. It's been a while, but it has happened before. And unfortunately, uh, the way you followed up beating Oklahoma when they were ranked number one in the country in Norman in 2011, same night the Rangers from the World Series, it felt like uh, yeah. the sports world could never get better. <laughs> than it did at that time. But uh, <laughs> the irony of that is just that uh, you got whipped 41-7 to by Iowa State the next week. So Kansas in town next week. We'll have Sutherland Game Day Live live from the southwest corner of Jones Stadium this time next Saturday. But this Saturday, it's Red Raiders and Horn Frogs from Fort Worth. We're with you till 8 this morning. And then Clint, Scott, Taylor Beatles, they'll join you from 8 until 10 and preview everything about this Red Raider Horn Frog matchup. And then it'll be a Red Raider Tailgate show from inside Amon G. Carter Stadium with Chris Level, John Harris, and Brian Jensen taking you right up to kickoff there at 11. And when it's all said and done, you can hang out with us right here on the Double T 97.3 Coors Light postgame show. Uh, I think we have an ETA of maybe 3.30 on that. Somewhere between 3 and 3.30 likely to be when we that would be a good, get yeah. rolling. But yeah, I, I don't I don't envision this being a quick game by any means. We'll <laughs> uh, see the offenses try to sling it around, I think, in both cases. But uh, ultimately, that's what we're doing here at this morning on WT97.3. But it is playoff time, so let's dive right into uh, to what we can see here in the area as we start in 6A with the Friendship Tigers having a, an opportunity to at least share a, a piece of of the District 2-6A title going into last night's game against San Angelo Central. And it was not easy, and we didn't expect it to be easy. In fact, the Tigers trailed at the half, but they take care of business. And, and maybe the biggest and most important factor here, Andres, is the fact that the defense steps up to really change the second-half uh, storyline that we've seen with the Tigers in the last few weeks. And they limit Central to only a single-digit points while the offense is able to put up a couple of scores and secure a 30-21 to 21 victory. That ends the season for Jay Northcutt and the Friendship Tigers at 8-2 and two and 4-1, and one, which is good enough to share the district title with Midland Legacy and Permian, both of which had their own struggles at points last night. Permian beats Midland High 31-15. They trailed that one as well 
at the half last night. And then Legacy beat Odessa 62-34. to That game was close in the second quarter, but the Rebels end up pulling away by halftime and then really tear them up in the second half. But uh, those three teams will share the district title. Uh, Friendship having beaten Legacy in Week 1 and then Legacy having beaten Permian in Week 2 and then ultimately Permian beating the Tigers in Week 3. A uh, little merry-go-round of, of activity there, but uh, pretty exciting stuff for the Tigers who haven't been in this position either with an overall record of 8-2 and two or a district title in their back pocket in a very long time. First time since 2014, the Tigers uh, at least sharing a, a district title. And, you know, I was here interviewing Jay Northcutt not so long ago whenever they go 0-10 in that season, and it seemed that like that was a, a long season. But here they are now 8-2, and two, really a, almost a complete turnaround. And, yes, that defense was a question uh, we've mentioned it plenty of times, like you said, but uh, hopefully they have it figured out now. Nice win last night here at home uh, for the Tigers to close out the season, and it's on to the playoffs. Yeah, coming out guns blazing last night. Onside kick on the opening kickoff. They recovered uh, Landon Hutchison, not Hudson Hutchison, but uh, Landon Hutchison coming away with the ball. And a uh, big, big win for them. They will face next week in the bi-district round of the playoffs. Uh, if everything I have calculated is correct, uh, it'll be El Paso Franklin six and four and five and three in the Division Two playoffs. Friendship will be the one seed out of District Two in Division Two, with the third highest. Uh, excuse me, the fourth highest or the lowest, I guess. Really, is probably the better way to say it. Uh, enrollment number of the four teams that made the playoffs. San Angelo Central will be the other Division Two team at five and five and two and three. They will face El Paso Eastwood. Legacy is going to take on El Paso Eastlake. Uh, as the uh, number one seed, they get tiebreaker over Permian. Permian will face El Paso Pebble Hills. Uh, both of those teams, 9-1, and one, heading into those games uh, in the Division One side of 6A. So should be uh, should be some good football games, and really I think a chance for all four of those teams potentially to advance in their brackets. We'll keep an eye on it, but mainly on the Tigers, who, uh, again, setting a, a very solid precedent for the first time here in eight years with a district championship in 5a last night cooper needed only to uh beat caprock to secure a two seed in fact that a lot of weird things would have had to happen to do anything about other than that uh, and that's exactly what the tiger excuse me the tigers would be uh, the friendship though exactly what the pirates did last night they uh take care of business pretty handily against caprock in a game that uh, caprock never really had a chance in 36 to 7 the final and that puts the pirates also at eight and two overall five and one in district play and secures them the two-seed out of 2-5A Division One. Meanwhile, Tascosa on Thursday night beats Coronado 35-14. Simultaneously, Coronado needed Monterey to beat Amarillo High to force a three-way tie between Caprock, Amarillo, and Coronado. That did not happen. Coronado uh, sees, sees their rival not doing many favors. Monterey falls 35-14. to and for the first time, Andres, and I, I did not really think about this much until this past week, and I, I wasn't sure that it was even accurate, but it is accurate. For the first time in school history, since 1955, Monterey goes winless in a football season. Uh, a very, very rough year for the Plainsman and Judd Thrash's first year. However, you can look across the score lines themselves, much less uh, knowing the individual moments. There's at least five of those games that uh, one play in a fourth quarter could have turned it the other way. Just a, a ton of injuries, a ton of bad breaks, and you have to imagine this will be one of those uh, poster board sort of things for the Plainsmen moving forward that they won't be uh, put in this spot again. Yeah, no, that is crazy looking at you know the, the 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 season records here right now in front of me. Yeah, very, it's, it's unbelievable almost. I mean, eighty five, you go one and nine, 
that was the last year for uh, James Odom. But outside of that, yeah, first time ever. That's crazy to think. Just a bizarre, bizarre uh, kickoff there for Thrash. But I think there's lots of potential. A lot of young players who were part of that campaign who will uh, have experience, but also I think a, a taste in their mouth that they want to get rid of right away from the start of things next year. So lots to build on there for Monterey. Coronado also seeing their season end uh, last Thursday night in that game as well. So no Lubbock ISD teams moving forward in the playoffs except for down in 4A. We'll get to the Escondido Matadors here in a second. Cooper, though, will take that 2C where they will fa- face a fellow 8-2 and two ball club, El Paso Bel Air, next week. Uh, the number one seed in the district will be the Tascosa Rebels at 9-1 and one overall. They will face El Paso Isleta in their by-district football game. Abilene High will take the fourth seed and take out El Paso de Valle uh, next week in the by-district round. And then wrapping up the area teams, at least from 2-5A Division One, El Paso Parkland, will take on Amarillo High. And so Cooper and uh, Tascosa will be hosts in those ball games. It'll be Abilene traveling as well as Amarillo out to uh, El Paso to take on those opponents and try to extend their season one week further. Uh, and, Andres, we talked about that last week, how critical that was for the Friendship Tigers and certainly also for these teams as well. You don't want to get yourself stuck into a position uh, where you're having to, to not only – travel that long way but also just mess up your travel plans and and, and prepare preparation plans for week two yeah no it's 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 a, it's a brutal trip it, it's definitely uh, a, a long one there and of course with the realignment that changing remember last year uh, these teams in this district faced somebody from the Amarillo district but now that they've kind of combined them and and made it just a one big district dropping Lubbock High down to division two makes it uh, uh, where these teams have to go and and, and play an El Paso team and they've done it before uh, you know what I mean? So it's nothing new. It is tough. It is going to be tough. And like you mentioned, that, that week two of the playoffs uh, where it can affect. But it's got to be done, and, and and these teams will have to do it. Yeah, and only an hour with you today on the Saturday morning quarterback. I'd love to break down how some of that fell fell into place in 2-5A Division Well, maybe a little bit of time later on to do that. In, in 2-5A Division Two last night, Aveline Wiley secures – the district championship, an undefeated season for them in district. They beat Cooper 20-10. to Wichita Falls Ryder comes into Lubbock and really uh, puts a stamp on the end of Lubbock High season, 57 to nothing. The Westerners end the year 2-8-0-5. I want Rodriguez's team getting those first two-week victories and then seeing a, a struggle. But, again, tons of injuries in their case as well. Just a lot of, a lot of bad breaks for those uh, first-year head coaches here in Lubbock ISD. Uh, be anxious to see them get back into things next fall in year two. Uh, Paladero squeaks out a win over Plainview. The Bulldogs come ever so close to a playoff spot, but they do not get it. PD wins 35-32. to They will go into the playoffs as the four seed out of 2-5A Division II uh, with a 3-7 and seven overall record. So what that means for next week, Wichita Falls Ryder will host El Paso Chapin. Uh, Aveline Wiley will host El Paso High. Aveline Cooper will head out to face El Paso Andrus. And Paladero will go on the road to face Canatillo in 5A Division Two. And uh, Andres, it's, uh, it's been a long time coming, but it feels like Aveline Wiley has finally kind of stepped into the 5A Division Two role and, and sort of claimed its space. Uh, but it's been a tough road to hoe for them after since they moved up from 4A. Yeah, no doubt about that in this region or this uh here in 5A Division Two, Region 1 looks a little bit different than it has in the past. Ryder probably right now looks like it could be the, the possible favorite, or they've been the ones that have gone deeper 
uh, in this region in the years past. Got to give credit to Wiley for finishing undefeated in that district. They may, uh, you know, be a chance to meet them up again in the uh, in the playoffs. But you got a team like Argyle who's moved up from lower classification, Colleyville Heritage who's who's been successful as well. Some Frisco teams as well. It's going to be. A little bit of fun here watching these uh, these uh, brackets shape up. Yeah, 582 has some very salty names in it. Uh, will be a, a little bit different, like you said, than what you've seen in years past in Region 1. Uh, Lovett Cooper, you know, in some cases, well, and I won't say that because waiting on them in the area round potentially is Alito. <laughs> Not good. <laughs> a team that they are familiar with uh, in past uh, from D2. They might see the uh, Bearcats here sooner than later. They'll face either Belton or Colleen Shoemaker. Uh, Will Alito. I don't know for sure uh, what what the tiebreaker was there. I haven't been able to find it for sure. But either way, we'll we'll see uh, the Pirates with a with a chance to really <laughs> uh, you know exercise some demons, so to speak, right there in the area round if they're able to knock off El Paso Bel Air next week. Want to mention that if any of you have any inside knowledge on sites and times for next week's games, Thursday, Friday, or Saturday night ball games, go ahead and. Hit us up here on the Yates Flooring Center chat line at DoubleT973.com or the DoubleT973 mobile app presented by Happy State Bank. We'll be glad to relay that to the rest of the listening audience and kind of get a feel for uh, where folks are headed because there's some uh, big games already rolling out right off the bat from the by-district round. We'd love to tell you where those are going to be played. More 4A scores, 3A scores as well coming your way next here on the Saturday Morning Quarterback on Double T 973 You're listening to Optimum Game Day Live Countdown to Kickoff, presented by United Supermarkets. Well, no sites or times yet on the Yates Flooring Center chat line, but uh, big Cisco Lobos fan apparently says, if the number seven Cisco Lobos can go into number two Holly and win, then Tech can beat number seven TCU in Fort Worth. Guns up. Guns up to you as well, sir. And I... uh, I do think there's some interesting things out east there in uh, in 2A, or and who knows what will happen uh, with some of those <laughs> districts. Uh, certainly some of those names like Cisco and Holly, very familiar in November and December to our West Texas schools uh, as they head farther east to take on a lot of those folks. We'll see uh, how it pans out. We'll get to those scores here in a little bit. Let's dive straight back into the 4A scores where we've gotten through 5A. Uh, and 4A Division One last night, the Estacado Matadors, Firmly address uh, the fact that they wanted the two seed. They beat San Angelo Lakeview 61-7 to on the road last night. So the Mats in the year, regular season year, at 6-4 and four and 3-1. and one, Right behind Brownwood, number 10 in the state in 4A, according to Dave Campbells. They were open last night. They finished the regular season 8-2 and two and 4-0. and oh. Andrews uh, comes in as the three seed, having knocked off Big Spring last night. 40-20, to 20. both of those teams will enter the playoffs. Uh, Anders at six and four, Big Spring at five and five, but uh, they will be the three and four seeds respectfully in three four A Division One. It was Canyon beating Pampa thirty four to twelve to hold on to uh, uh, their one loss season after losing last uh, week to Randall. But uh, Pampa falls to one and three. Dumas beats Hereford thirty five to seven. That gives Dumas uh, the three seed solidly two and two in District six and four overall. Randall was open at seven and three and three and one uh, to wrap up their year. So in Division One of four A, uh, eight area-ish teams in the playoffs, all facing different opponents from District uh, 
uh, 1 and District 4, but it'll be Big Spring going to El Paso Riverside for Round 1. Dumas will go to Wichita Falls High uh, Round 1. Brownwood's going to host El Paso Irvin. Canyon will take on Burke Burnett. Randall will take on Springtown, who is a familiar name. The Porcupines only 3-7 and seven this year, kind of a down year for Springtown, mm-hmm. but they are into the playoffs. Estacado will face El Paso Bowie in the by-district round. Bowie 3-7, and 2-2 two and two, uh, over or in district play, getting the third seed out of District 1. So the Mets, uh, to me, with a very winnable opportunity. And then it would be either Randall or Springtown in the area round. Uh, you know, when you look at some of the the – trajectory that the mats have faced uh they've had to kind of endure in division two i honestly look at this in division one and think you could be a lot worse off i mean the randall raiders are, are they feel like a bigger program than estacado certainly a larger school but uh it feels like the mats would, would have a really good opportunity to make themselves a run here yeah i think so you know and then and going back all the way to the last couple of uh, you know errors here for estacado with coach Cluley, marcus shavers they've really been successful and been able to get into the playoffs i think I forget the number of the streaks of uh, district titles, but uh, I know it comes in this season with Brownwood winning that district, but still being able to make the playoffs and continuing their season is always good. And yeah, I do think they can possibly make a run here. It, it, it's not going to be easy, but but uh, anything can happen now once we're in the playoffs. So that's the top fourth of the bottom end of the bracket. The rest of the bottom end will be Decatur and Pampa uh, matching up. Decatur, the undefeated district champion of District 4. They're 7-3 and three overall. Uh, would have to be considered, I would think, a favorite there against Pampa. And then Andrews will take on El Paso-Austin. But, I mean, Decatur is nothing to to you know joke about. But ultimately, when you look at those eight schools, um, you know that Springtown's hurt people before, but they look to be down. Randall, Decatur, that's about it. I mean, beyond that, uh, you you really would have a hard time convincing me. And, and I'm sure that uh, Coach Blaylock would not play this, this clip no. <laughs> in his locker room next week but i don't see any reason why you couldn't get a rematch with brownwood in the regional final here uh if you're the estacado matadors the opportunity is in front of them yeah i mean they really flung it around last night against lakeview uh dj johnson really just having his way with uh with the arm last night a lot of big plays and then when they didn't uh need that they went ahead and just ran it down the throat of the chiefs but chieftains but that was a that was a very impressive finish to the season for the matadors they seem to be rounding into shape Right in time. Yeah, I was going to say, you know, that um, Brownfield, excuse me, Brownwood Canyon would be fun. That'd be a lot of fun yeah. if they were able to uh, meet up somewhere down the line. And also, did you see the snow last night there in Pampa? Did you see yeah. pictures of that snow? Pampa had like uh, <laughs> the the kind of chillax version of the snow, not nearly as crazy as what we saw in 4A Division Two in Perryton. Did you see? I mean, it was it was not even like a, a light spring. It was a full-on blanket over yeah. the field. In Perryton last night uh, made it very interesting there in 4A Division Two. So uh, getting you some scores from those games. It was West Plains beating Borger 55 to seven. Seminole, you know, really wanted the district title and wanted to do it with an undefeated district record, but uh, they didn't know they'd have to face uh, Mother Nature. <laughs> and it was a completely covered field there against Perryton, but they do manage to come away with 35-26 victory. Celebrated with. Uh, sliding over the snow and snow angels in one of the end zones. Uh, I don't think Perryton can take offense to that. I mean, how often do you get a chance to play in the snow and do something like that in a regular season right, game, nonetheless, right. in Texas? But uh, there you go. That's that's the vastness of the panhandle uh, down into the South Plains. Is it uh, is, is that crazy? It was 
It was a rainy kind of dreary day yesterday and, and chill mm-hmm. in Lubbock, Texas, but it was nowhere near snow time. So just drive north a few hours, and that's what you get. Seminole, I believe, taking a five-plus-hour trip there to get up to Perryton, just a uh, brutal stretch of district for 4A Division Two, But it was worth it. The Indians do come away, Greg Pointer's club, 9-1, and 4-0 heading into the playoffs. Leveland was open last night, but they will be in the four-seed uh, of two four A there three four A division two Snyder defeats Sweetwater twenty eight to nothing, Wichita Falls Hershey uh, recovering from their basically whatever you call it still forfeit draw that they played against Graham where both teams take a loss in the standings they uh, finish out everything that's normally played with wins they beat Greenwood last night twenty eight to seven Greenwood had an opportunity there to own an outright district championship if they could have won that one but. Instead, they fall, and then Graham was open last night at 2-2. Two and two. But what's bizarre about all that is how the seeding plays out because of the fact that Snyder beat Graham after they had players suspended from that whole brouhaha between Hershey and Graham earlier this year. So in 4A Division Two, here's how the weirdness plays out in all those districts. Monahans will take on Leveland in the opening round. Monahans, the undefeated district champion in District 1. Lally Young's club drawing a, a traditional power there in the Monahans Lobos, but a team that and hasn't been just outstanding came out of a pretty weak district, so maybe the Lobos have a chance to make some magic happen. Snyder will end up in the three seed there in their district. They will take on Ferris, uh, who honestly I've never heard of. Both those teams are four and six, but Ferris the two seed out of District 4. Seminole will host uh, Clinton Mountain View. Uh, Mountain View at six and four will come on to take the Indians on there with their record of 9-1. and one. Greenwood and Godley will match up, both teams at 5-5. Five and five. Wichita Falls Hershey will play Hillsboro for its opening game. Hillsboro comes in at 5-5. Five and five. Hershey comes in at 8-2 uh, and two overall. Uh, well, not really. 7-3 and three considering the uh, weirdness of that, of that forfeit game earlier this year. West Plains will play Clint. Glen Rose will take on Graham, which that's a, a heck of an opening round game when you look at it like that. Glen Rose at nine and one, Graham at six and four. Although I think Graham's still better than what that record indicates because of that forfeit and all the things that fell out from it. Fort Stockton will face Perryton as well, and so they talk about a stretch there. There's a way down into the, uh, the far <laughs> reaches of the Permian Basin, all the way up into the Panhandle. Uh, I'm not sure where that game. Safe uh, to say they'll go neutral site. <laughs> I would I would hope that you know I don't know of course if if, if things flip out there you, you never know how things can play out but. Uh, of course, your district champion in these lower divisions with the promise of uh, uh, being able to be the, the host for sure. Everybody else might still negotiate out or flip coins to decide. Again, give us a shout on the Yates Function or chat line if you know any other matchups there across the area. But there's your 4A uh, matchups for next week. All right, in 3A last night, uh, the Slayton Tigers go the same way as the Monterey Plainsmen. They fall 20-6 to to Brownfield to cap off a, a season with no victories but again quite a bit of fight from the tigers though in a game that uh you would think on paper would have got a lot worse brownfield really never able to just fully pull away from the tigers no not really i think both defenses played pretty well especially in that first half i think brownfield it took them to like less than a minute in the second quarter to finally get in the end zone to make it 7-0 at halftime and then and then the tigers they they tried but just not not quite good enough last night brownfield played uh, pretty well towards the end, we're able to manage the clock and then run out of time. Slayton made a couple of mistakes, a couple of picks that really uh, ended some drives. But other than that, 0-10 uh, there for the Tigers. But uh, a fun ride 
it was my first year out there broadcasting for the for the Slayton Tigers. Uh, appreciate everything they did, and, and uh, you know, some good people out there that uh, that helped me out. Man, some young talent as well, talent, just like yeah. we saw with Monterey, a chance to get on the field a little bit earlier, maybe than a more uh, uh, you know winning program for this season would have seen. But that certainly will pay off in the future. Denver City held on to the district championship outright by beating Kermit 33-14. That one was not a gimme game either, but they pull away in the fourth quarter to separate from Kermit, who will be the three seed there. La Mesa will be the four seed. They were open last night, uh, but they will go into the playoffs uh, with their one district win. In 2-3A Division One, number 5 Shallowwater shuts out River Road and wins 38 to nothing. They are now 9-1, and and they secure the district title with a 4-0 district record. Dalhart falls to Muleshoe in a great ball game, 27-23. The Mules will take the three seed there at 2-2, two 7-3 and two, seven and three overall. Dalhart falls into the final playoff spot there at 4-5 and five and 1-3. And, and the number 8 Bushland was open uh, in the second seed after their loss to Shallowwater a couple weeks back there, 9-1. and one. And they finished 3-1 and one in district. So your by-district matchups in 3A Division One will be Denver City and Dalhart matching up. Shallowwater will take on La Mesa in the first round. Bushland will face Kermit. And how about this one? This is a yeah. this is a good one that we've already already seen. But Brownfield and Muleshoe are going to match up in the first round. That'll be a heck of a ball game between those two teams. Brownfield at eight and two, Muleshoe at seven and three. I can't wait to see the three A D one side of things play out. Some some salty names also in the districts three and four there in Region One, but. Uh, uh, certainly some some momentum for shallow water, some momentum for Brownfield, Denver City, Bushland. We'll see how things play out in that division. We'll get you the 3A Division Two scores, including uh, some some scary matchups in the bi-district round for some area teams, and dive into 2A and 6-man as well. When we come back here on Saturday morning, quarterback part of Suddenlink, excuse me, Optimum Game Time Live on Double T 97.3. You're listening to Optimum Game Day Live Countdown to Kickoff, presented by United Supermarkets. Saturday morning, quarterback Optimum Game Day Live. Thanks for joining us here this evening. Andreas Flores, Garrett Luft stepped out. He'll be back. There he is. <laughs> We're live. <laughs> Had to get him some coffee there, but uh, we are live here, ready to rock and roll. Texas Tech and TCU coming up at 11 a.m., here today on Double T 97.3, uh, pregame coverage beginning right there from the stadium coming up at 10 o'clock. Hopefully everyone's playoff runs last longer than that break did. Because I, I think I, I literally like almost took a nap when I was brewing the coffee a minute ago. All I did was pour it just now. Jackson's pulling a quick one Jackson's on me over there. But uh, no, no, we we got important things to talk about. I didn't pick up my pace this morning. Hopefully the coffee will help. But here we are back in uh, back in it here on the Saturday morning quarterback. Let's jump into the 3A Division Two, where uh, some good ball games were played last night for certain. But uh, some some seasons uh, we'll 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 see how things play out. And, and some district games that look very scary to me on paper. Canadian beat Dimmit last night, 77 to nothing. They finished the year at eight and two and five and zero. Oh. They will be the one seed out of three three A Division Two. Childress beats Friona handily, 45 to nine. Childress will walk out with the two seed. Friona with the three seed, Childress at six and four, Friona at five and five overall. And then a game, man, I'm two years in a row yeah. where you have a chance in the final week of the season after you've done some some decent things here and there to give yourself an opportunity if you're the Tulia Hornets just to see Spearman just, just 
totally ruin all your hopes and dreams. That's what happened last night again. 52-6, to six, the Lynx pound the Hornets. The Spearmen will get the four seed at 3-7 and seven overall, 2-3 and three in district. Uh, Tulia finishes the year 3-7, and seven, but 1-4 and four in district. And that's it for them. Man, I hate it. Just a, such a tough district to live in. Anywhere else, you might see that, uh, you know, the, the Hornets, uh, you know, even with the 500 record in, in district. Now, 4-3-8 Division two might say, no, yeah, right. You bring Tulia on. We'll take them. But uh, uh, two very solid districts. Tulia just can't get out. They will not be in the playoffs. In 4-3-8 Division two, Abernathy secures the outright district title on the road at Cohoma. Remember, if Cohoma would have won this one, they would have had a two-way tie with Cohoma having the head-to-head tiebreaker. But no doubt left. By Justin Wiley's team, forty-nine to nineteen is the final for the Antelopes. They win that one big. Roosevelt beats Littlefield, forty-two to twenty. That was a win and get in game between those two. Another bummer of a finish for the Littlefield Wildcats because they really had a pretty strong season, but they get this tough district and they end up one and four. Roosevelt, uh, after those those two great years and that great run last year, the state semis uh, manages to get back in the playoffs. I think that's an underrated season for Matt Landers four and six is the overall record two and three in district but uh, I think for them to to lose so much and still find their way back out of this district pretty impressive for them Idaloo secures the second seed by beating winless Stanton in district uh, 56 to 34 Idaloo finishes the year seven three and four and one your prize Matt Landers and Roosevelt for making the playoffs <laughs> a matchup with the Canadian Wildcats next week it'll be a uh, massive, massive uh, uh, upset should the Eagles pull that one off. They didn't face Canadian last year because Abernathy had already knocked them out to get a rematch with the Eagles that uh, Roosevelt managed to win last year in the regional final. Uh, that's going to be a, an interesting ball game there. Otherwise, it'll be Idaloo and Friona. That'll be a heck of a game as well in the by-district round. Childress will face Cahoma. Uh, you know, Cahoma, I think, has really held their own in this tough district. We'll see what they can do. And then Abernathy against Spearman. I don't want to put anybody on upset alert by any means. Abernathy, I think, should be fine in that one. But the Lynx have a lot of experience against a very salty district. You cannot sleep yep. on Spearman if you're the Abernathy Antelopes. But, man, there's four outstanding by district ball games. I'm really excited to watch there in 3A Division Two. Yeah, no doubt about that. And I mean, just it, it, we see this every year with these two districts coming up in the by-district round, nothing less. Roosevelt. Uh, tough draw there for them, but I'm sure they're just glad to get into the playoffs here and at least get a chance to do what they did last year, and that was go all the way to the state semifinals. They'll have a chance. It's going to be a tough road for them, but uh, at least the, the opportunity's there. Well, one more week of practice and, and all that experience. Certainly, uh, you never pass up that opportunity, and uh, Matt Landers and company will do their best, I'm sure, to take advantage of that here next week. In 2A Division One last night, moving on down to the last of the 11-man divisions here, it was Floyd Data, uh, excuse me, yes, uh, let's go up to 1-2-A, not 2-2-A. Uh, Farwell falls to Panhandle 47-25. to Both of those teams finish at 3-2 and in district, but Panhandle there will get the higher seed. Sanford Fritch loses to Highland Park, and how about this? I don't think I've ever said this on this show. I could be wrong, but Highland Park is going to go in as the four seed. They will make the playoffs, you know, having never been there as far as I can remember, just being cannon fodder for everybody else in this district. But that was not the case. Number five in the state, Stratford, who finishes technically 10-0 and and 5-0 and in district, undefeated, uh, gets a forfeit win over West Texas High. I guess West Texas High got, got so low on numbers, even at the 11-man level, that yeah. they have to punt on that final ball game. So Stratford gets a, 
un, unintended by. You know, you never know if you want to be in a tune-up before by district or if you like the chance to rest up. No idea what Stratford's uh, health is as far as an overall team with injuries. But uh, either way, they have a choice. They have to take the bye week there as West Texas High forfeits that game last night. In two two-way Division ones, Olton beats Floyd Ada 39-27. New Deal doesn't beat Post as soundly as you might think, but they do beat them 35-7. to uh, not as not a sixty or seventy point blowout that uh, he thought might be coming there, but but the Antelopes do see their season come to an end with no playoff spot. And then Sundown, who had the chance, as did Tahoka and Olton and Floydata, all those teams had a chance to not make the playoffs last night, depending on how things shook out. But the Roughnecks do get a, a secure playoff spot, thirty nine to twenty six. They beat Tahoka, and they will go in as the four seed. New Deal as the one, Olton as the two, having beaten Floydata and Floydata as the three. And so those are four playoff teams from 2-2A Division One. That sets up some good matchups again. And, and next week it'll be Stratford and Sundown in the bi-district round. New Deal will get Highland Park and Highland Park's first visit to the playoffs in ages. Olton will take on Farwell and Panhandle will face Floydata. And as our texter mentioned earlier, awaiting a lot of these teams in these districts, uh, Cisco would be Sundown's area round uh, matchup in all likelihood if Sundown was to win. Stamford sits out there in front of New Deal in the area round potentially. Uh, and then Holly would be either Panhandle or Floydata's likely area round foe. Holly will take on Cristobal next week. But, uh, man, 2A Division One is is about as salty as 3A Division Two in terms of just names upon names upon names of Tough programs who are having good years yet again. Yeah, they continue to do this and then have these good good teams, good matchups. You love to see it in the bi-district round. You know what I mean? You wish every team can, can make it further and go on, but just not how it works. And really, it, it's why we do it. And, and once, once we get down to the to the finals there, it's, it, it's even more fun. I made the mistake. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll wait on this. I'll go ahead and say it. Okay. We'll get to the score in a second. <laughs> but uh, Chuck and Jamie yesterday morning – needing some help on Coronado tiebreakers and things. And so Chuck texted me, and I failed and happened to turn it on just to listen as I was driving home from the gym. I do do that occasionally. My body would tell you otherwise, but I do mix that in on, on you know, you know, once a month or something. So that was my one day. And as I pulled into my driveway, uh, somebody texted in talking about new home. No one ever gives any credit to new home. And I said, you better watch out because ropes might just sneak up on you. I think that might have made a bulletin board, Andres. So I'm just mm. going to say. I'll get that score in a second. In 3-2A, though, Division Two, Bovina beats Lockney 38-26. Uh, to 26. That knocks the Longhorns out. Bovina secures a playoff spot with that win. Hale Center really wipes the floor with Crosby. 75-6 to six last night. The Owls improved to 3-2. and two. They will take the three seed. Bovina will take the, uh, excuse me, Hale Center will take the four seed. Bovina will take the three because Bovina beat Hale Center earlier this year. But then in a, an upset game, big time here. I didn't see this one coming. Uh, and, and really the defense settled in for Sudan at the end of the game, but not early on enough as Rawls put up over 20 points in the first half and then held on to win 27-13 to over Sudan. Both of those teams finish at 4-1. and one. Sudan was on the fast track to an undefeated district title. Instead, they'll share it with Rawls, and Rawls will get the one seed. So congrats to Javier Rangel and his ball club. Uh, Coach Sanders defense uh, not not quite where it's been it was a tough one for them haven't heard from him yet this morning but if you're listening coach sanders we know you guys will bounce back when it comes to the by district round but a great ball game there to finish things uh, rolls at home does secure a piece of the district title there in 3-2-A division two in 4-2-A division two 
Seagraves beats Morton 40-12. to How about a quiet 4-1 district record for the yeah, Eagles? Yeah, about that. They finished 5-5 five and five overall, but uh, not a team you really uh, – we've talked about much. They, they just seemed up and down, really, throughout the year, but now the only loss they end up with is that one to New Home. They win all their other district games. Plains barely sneaks into the playoffs. What a game that was, I believe, on Thursday night. That one got played. But 37-36, to 36, they beat Smire down to the wire for the final playoff spot there. What a thrilling game that was. Plains wins that one. And the new home did not have any trouble with ropes. <laughs> it was 53 to nothing last night for the Leopards. Uh, I was very wrong to warn them of uh, potential upsets. Uh, there, was no poti- <laughs> there was no upset uh, to be had last night. A shutout domination in that rivalry ball game new home winning 53 to nothing so in the by district round we will see seagraves taking on bovina there's a heck of a football game sudan facing ropes another good one rawls will get planes in their first game uh, of the playoffs there and then new home and Hale center sign me up for all four of those that's going to be uh exciting ones there in the by district round with teams like wellington sunray shamrock vega uh, awaiting as well. And, and exciting news, too. It'll be a tough matchup against the Wellington Skyrockets, but Boys Ranch in the playoffs as yeah, well. So congratulations yeah. to the Rough Riders. Congratulations to Highland Park and 2A Division One, two teams we just rarely see in this position. We'll both getting, be getting some playoff football this year. Boys Ranch finished 5-5. Five and five. A 500 record this year for a team that last year broke a three-year losing streak. We'll get you the six-man scores and look ahead to the best games of by-district next week here on the Saturday Morning Quarterback coming up next. This is Optimum Game Day Live, getting you ready for Red Raider football on Double T 97.3. And welcome back for the final time today to the Saturday morning quarterback. There are plenty, though, of Saturday morning quarterbacks ahead. We hope we hang out with you all the way into December, but uh, I don't know what to say this year, Andres. I don't feel like anything has been solid. I don't feel like there's any team that's just stood out as as completely dominant I'm, maybe shallow water is your best mm-hmm. your best one there we'll, we'll see how things play out but it has definitely been a an interesting year with a lot of teams uh having good years but uh people all over the place upsetting uh teams uh, that are favorites on a weekly basis it's been a lot of fun hope to see that fun continue well into the month of december but uh, it is playoff time we've got you all the 11 man scores now we get you into the six man scores where uh, we'll just run through all these scores real quick and then talk about district uh, and by district matchups. In 2-1A, Claude falls to number 6, Happy 64-6. to Nazareth beats Will Dorado 66-7. Number or Happy will be the number 1 seed, Nazareth the number 2 seed out of that district. 3-1A, 6-man uh, Division One. Lorenzo beats Anton by 3 last night, 29-26. to Spring Lake Earth puts up a 90-burger on Cress, 90-42. to uh, kind of gives me the heebie-jeebies thinking about these big numbers with that 82-point <laughs> shellacking Tech took against TCU. Uh, you know, earlier this, well, I don't know what you call it, almost a decade ago. The farther you get away, the better. But seeing that 90 just just freaked me out a little bit. But Spring Lake Earth will be the one seed. Petersburg, who was open last night at 6-4 and four and 3-1, and one, will be the two seed. 4-1A, uh, it was Knox City beating Spur 32-8 to eight to secure the district title. And then Northside falls to Valley, sixty to twelve. So Spur will be the two seed at seven and three and two and one. Knox City, the one seed in 
four, excuse me, five one A Division One. Meadow beats Wellman Union eighty to thirteen last night. Oh, there it is again. Really, I'm getting gun shy now. And then Whiteface beats O'Donnell sixty two to thirty six. Whiteface, the number one seed district champion, O'Donnell will go in as the number two, four and six, and two and one. Seven one A Division One. Borden County. Gets a pride win over Grady, 79-46, but they will not know the playoffs. Instead, it'll be number one uh, seed Rankin, who's number five in the state, according to Dave Campbell's. They beat Garden City in a top-10 matchup last night, 60-36. to So Rankin goes in at 9-1 and and 4-0 as the one seed out of District 7. Garden City will go in as the two seed at 8-2 and and 3-1. and Ira defeats Hermley in the Battle of Scurry County, and it was more than just that bragging rights there that are won because Ira also secures the two seed out of District 8. They win uh, that one 38-24. to 24. Number two in the state, Westbrook, finishes out a district title undefeated. 48 to nothing. they beat the Rotan Yellowhammers and then Highland beats Roby 58-12. to 12. So District 8, the number one Westbrook, number two is Ira there. And so that gives you in Division 1 these matchups next week and by District. Follette will take on Nazareth. Spring Lake Earth will take on Spur. Knox City and Petersburg matchup in the by-district round. Happy in Miami in that one. That'll be a good one, a really good one in the by-district round. Whiteface will take on Van Horn. Rankin and Ira will match up in the by-district round. Westbrook and Garden City. How ridiculous is that for a by-district <laughs> matchup? Uh, a top-10 game right out of the box there. Uh, the Bearcats going to have to bounce back quickly from losing to Rankin to try to knock off number 2 Westbrook to get into the area round. And then Buena Vista will take on O'Donnell uh, in the last game of six-man Division One. In uh, Division Two uh, scores last night, Andres, uh, it was also some good ones. Yeah, some very good ones here. Whit Harrell defeats Amherst 24-20. Whit Harrell now 4-0 in district play. Hart defeats Cotton Center 73-13. Um, 73-13, the final score on that one. Last buddy was open there last night in division two in four one eight six man division two southland with the forfeit win over dawson and klondike gets a 56 to zero win over wilson five one eight division two here in six man montling county knocks out aspermont 64 to 16 jayton shuts out patton springs 56 to zero guthrie was open there in that district and i think that was all the division two ones that correct correct so we'll get groom and amherst in the by district round matching up balmoray and loop uh, that's a tough start for loop there they'll have to uh, knock off a, a state uh, titleist there in the first round klondike will face sanderson Whit harrell will match up with silverton next week so uh, panthers and owls there in the opening round jayton will face paducah Throckmorton against Goldberg, Newcastle against Rule, and then Motley County, who had a rough start, does get into the playoffs at four and six and three and one. They will open with uh, undefeated on the season, Benjamin, in the by district round, and that is all of your UIL scores. Uh, last night you had Trinity Christian finish off an undefeated district championship in Division Three, District One of Taps. They beat Arlington Pantego Christian fifty-one to seven. They are 5-0 and in the district, 8-2 and overall. And then Lubbock Christian improves to 6-1 and in district, 9-1 and and 6-1 and in district. They beat, uh, this is not Floyd Data, Mercy Culture Prep. This is Fort Worth, Mercy Culture Prep. <laughs> but uh, my, my uh, find and replace back in August, uh, messing up there. But uh, Lubbock Christian does 
enter the playoffs there with 6-1 record. Don't know Trinity or Lovett Christian's foes yet in that round, but we'll see. Christ the King and Kingdom Prep, both likely to be playoff teams, but they will play for the district championship today in six-man division three, district one. I think that game going to kick off later on this afternoon, if I'm not mistaken, out in Wilson. Uh, but Christ the King and Kingdom Prep, uh, uh, you know, a game that, uh, you know, has, has been played plenty. Christ the King hadn't played every season over the last decade or so, but they played some. A uh, nice little rivalry game here to wrap things up. Could potentially be a playoff matchup I could see in a few yeah. weeks as well if they find their way back to each other. But uh, playing for the district title later on today. So good luck to both those teams. Hopefully everyone stays healthy to, to go full force into the into the playoffs. So lots of interesting things last night as it's been every week in 2022. But we know who's headed to the playoffs. We don't know where they're playing. We don't know when they're playing. But it uh, should be some fun matchups Andres next week yeah some matchups we do know to get to look at too a little bit next week friendship El Paso Franklin Estacado El Paso Bowie first meeting all time in both those games so play these El Paso teams here in this first round they'll meet for the first time shallow water La Mesa seventh meeting all time shallow water leads four to two Mustangs won last year's contest 55 to 12 the last La Mesa win all the way back in 2001 La Mesa defeated the Mustangs 50 to 22 Idaloo free Ona, 13th meeting all-time. Idaloo leads 10-2. The Wildcats' last win was the last time they played was 2015, 48-7. Friona's win, 14-7, back in 1987. Mm. Roosevelt Canadian, second meeting all-time. Canadian leads it 1-0. They won in 2016, 54-0. That was a by-district matchup there between those two teams. Brownfield Muleshoe. 21st meeting all time. Brownfield leads 13 to 7. The last meeting was this season, 2022, a 39-37 win for Muleshoe. Muleshoe also won last year in the playoffs. Brownfield 27-16 back in 19. Olton Farwell, real quickly, 34th meeting all time. Farwell leads 17 to 16. Farwell mm. won last year, 28-20. Olton won in 2022, 42-21. And then another fun one, Abernathy and Spearman, fifth meeting all time. Series tied at two. 2012, the Antelopes win 25-7. to 2010, Spearman won 9-6. Brownfield Muleshoe is going to be a blast uh, for the second time this year. It was such a great game the first time around. And I'm not going to predict it, but, man, how cool would it be if Roosevelt knocked off uh, Canadian? That'd be great. Would be really cool. One texter here says, Luff, will you keep doubting new home, please? Seems to be working for the Leopards. <laughs> it's worked for everybody all year. We talk good. You lose. We talk bad. You win. Hopefully everybody wins next week. We'll be back with you at 7 a.m. But more Optimum Game Day Live coming your way next on Double T 97.3.